Welcome to the Australian Hiker Podcast, Australia's longest-running hiking podcast, downloaded over half a million times in over 145 countries and providing you with an Australian perspective on all things hiking. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage. This is episode 206 of the Australian Hiker Podcast. And in this week's episode, we bring you a series of recordings made on our recent three Capes Track walking trip, uh, along with some interviews from fellow hikers to get their views and opinions on what the track was like. We hope you enjoy. It's 3.30 on Thursday the 23rd of November and we're here in the lounge at uh, Canberra Airport just waiting for our flight. Um, I must admit I, um, the last flights I had were down to Tasmania a few months ago uh, but I think I felt for some reason I felt a bit happier about flying this time. Certainly with the, the re-emergence of COVID again it's sort of a bit, a bit funny sort of wearing masks in the lounge and uh, also being more conscious of of what's going on at the moment. So we're just waiting for our flight. Uh, nice and warm in Canberra today, 27 degrees. I'm looking forward to the cooler weather in Tasmania. It's almost 11 o'clock. We're here in Hobart at our hotel. Uh, we've been here for probably around about 40 minutes, uh, just getting getting ready for bed and pretty much packing our gear ready to go for tomorrow. Um, long day uh, or long afternoon uh, getting through from Canberra to Melbourne and then Melbourne to Hobart. Uh, so I think we're both pretty tired at the moment. Yeah, there was a little bit of a delay and um, when we got into Hobart some uh, checking arrangements in terms of the, the uh, COVID vaccinations and uh, your PCR test before you arrived and um, also that you'd uh, done the paperwork and registered and done all of those sorts of good things. It didn't take too long um, but our plane was delayed which meant that uh, there were a few planes in at the same time and uh, a bit of congestion because of that. Okay, so pretty much that's the first section of travel done. We were actually in Tasmania. <laughs> we cleared all the hurdles. So providing we didn't have anyone on the plane with us that, that, that had any issues, we're off to Port Arthur tomorrow morning. Uh, so we're leaving Hobart at around about 8.30 uh, for about a 90-minute drive, I believe, down to Port Arthur. Okay, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. It's Friday 24th of December, Christmas Eve. We've just gone out and had breakfast. Uh, it's now eight o'clock and we're due to pick up the bus in around about half an hour after around about a, what, five minute walk? I uh, think it's, Google Maps says four minutes and so, it's uh, mostly flat. <laughs> so we're uh, basically just uh, doing the last final bit of uh, um, packing and using the facilities and then we'll sort of head off and walk down the uh, the road to our, pick up our bus. As usual, we, we left our hotel this morning, had a very short walk uh, and found a batch of cafes in a place called Salamanca Square and had a lovely little breakfast. So it worked out quite well. 
it's almost a bit like planes, trains and automobiles, this one at the moment. <laughs> so we're heading down to Port Arthur. Uh, our ferry across to the trailhead is not until this afternoon. So by the time we get there, it'll give us a good opportunity to have a look around Port Arthur, um, have a lunch uh, before we head over. Yeah, looking forward to the day. It looks like a lovely day and uh, just in, um, you know, it's still... As Tim said, eight eight o'clock, so still early. Uh, lots of people out and about uh, in Hobart and in and around the pier. So um, everyone doing the right thing. We've all got masks on and uh, people keeping their distance and lots of check-ins. Um, but yeah, I think it's going well. Okay, talk to you later. It's five to twelve on the twenty-fourth of December, and we're just sitting here at the cafe at Port Arthur. Having had a, a light lunch, uh, we've gone through and checked in at the Three Capes office downstairs and left our excess baggage uh, to be picked up when we return. Uh, and we've put our packs in day lockers just so we can have a wander around the site itself. Uh, the, the trip down was interesting. I must admit I hadn't actually thought when we booked the trip it was actually a bus tour. So we got a historical tour on the way down, uh, stopped in at the Richmond Bridge, which is Australia's oldest bridge, uh, and had a few other, a couple of other short stops along the way to look at some scenery. Uh, and the bus driver was doing the uh, the ongoing tour and talking about the history of the place as we were going he through. He did pretty well. He talked almost non-stop, so he did pretty well. He must uh, A, like talking and B, like people. Uh, but yeah, interesting so far. So our boat ride or our boat ferry across to the trailhead is at 2 p.m. Uh, so we've basically got an hour and a half to wander around the site, have a look around, be back at the office downstairs to pick up our packs and then walk apparently 300 metres down to the boat. So looking forward to seeing what we think of Port Arthur. It's 3.10. We're just over at the beach for the start of the track. It's Surveyor's Cove. Surveyor's Cove. I couldn't quite remember the name. <laughs> We've just gone through and done a one-hour boat ride for uh, probably what is only about 800 metres across the channel. But we did a, a tour out through the bay, out in front of the cliffs and back in again. So this is a bit of a, bit of a surprise to me in some respects. Um, excuse the wind that's coming up. Um, but we, uh, it, it's almost an experience rather than just a hike. Uh, so the tour of Port Arthur, the uh, tour out onto the ocean has been quite good. It's not just about the hike, so it's really good. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, the, the guides and the boat operators are very experienced and um, don't just give you, um, you know, history lessons, but there's a nature lesson and uh, I think there was a bit of a geology lesson in there too. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been a long time since we've been on a boat, Tim, <laughs> <laughs> out, out in the wind. <laughs> All right, so we just uh, we had to take our shoes and socks off because the uh, the tide is very low, so we, the boat couldn't actually get up as close as they normally do. We only had to go to walk through about probably about um, 40 centimeters of water but uh, we didn't want to sort of saturate the shoes, so we're just letting our feet dry off. Uh, we'll put those on, and then we've got a four-kilometre walk to our first hut for the night. Yeah, looking forward to uh, the next four kilometres. OK. 
Just a bit of an update from the last podcast we did. We actually got in to Denman's Cove, was where the starting point of the track was. I think we mentioned uh, the wrong spot before. Well, I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's 5.30 now. We've arrived at Surveyor's Hut uh, at around about quarter to five. Uh, it took us probably an hour and 45 minutes in total to do four kilometres. And surprisingly enough, the map says four kilometres and my GPS says four kilometres, and that's a rarity. Normally there's a, a difference there somewhere. And it's uphill. I think it's 3.9 kilometres uphill. Yeah. I, I think this is one of the things with this hut. I had a preconception that it was relatively flat uh, on top of being on top of a cliff, but there are mountains involved. You have to get there. <laughs> we have to get there, yeah. Uh, there are mountains involved, and the last day itself is actually a uh, uh, is the highest climb, but it's also... We've got uh, pretty much the whole day to do 14 kilometres. Um, the accommodation here is pretty, pretty smart and full on. It's um, there's good seating areas. There's good outdoor seating areas as well as the inside. There's good cooking facilities. There's recharging points for phones and and other electronics. Uh, the toilet facilities are really good, and it's set in a quite a nice environment. Today was a really good day. We saw quite a few echidnas, lots and lots and lots of flowers um, of all sorts of different kinds and uh, the views, as you would expect, were spectacular. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Tomorrow is, by the way, Christmas. Um, So we'll... um, uh, I don't think I'm going to have a a big sleep in. I think once I'm up, I'm, I'm up and I'll get out and start eating breakfast. So we'll probably be gone relatively early, uh, particularly compared to today. Um, but I'm guessing we'll be well and truly walking by sort of 8.30 at the absolute latest, if not earlier. Uh, and tomorrow we've got a total of um, 11 kilometres. Um, and really we're going from one hut, uh, which is surveyors, to Munro Hut. There are a couple of high points there, um, but again, it's pretty much the whole day to get there. Those are 11 kilometres, so it's not a, it's not going to be a particularly stressful sort of day. Uh, but yeah, I think if uh, we finish the, the hike on today, uh, it'll be really good just with what we've seen so far. It's a really good environment, lots of animals, lots of wildflowers. Okay, talk to you later. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. It's obviously the 25th of December, and <laughs> we're here at uh, Surveyor Hut uh, having breakfast. It's around about 20 past six. Uh, I've been up since about five o'clock. Yes. Um, uh, again, I think uh, it was a bit before that, but yes. That Which is a sleep in for me. I, my normal get up time is around about 4.30, so I managed to hang on till uh, just after five. Uh, winds coming up every so often now and it's certainly a cool sort of start to the day there was some rain last night certainly not heavy Uh, bunk rooms were really comfortable Uh, normally the bunk room we were in was designed to take uh, eight people Uh, there was only four of us in there uh, so it was quite good had a reasonably good seat uh, although apparently Jill didn't (laughs) (laughs) No, <laughs> let's not talk about that. Um, but yeah, so it was sort of, um, uh, it was a late go to bed for us last night. Uh, I think it was around about nine o'clock. 
Uh, the, the sun sets late here. It was a, I think uh, officially it was about a quarter to eight. Yeah, to, right sorry, right quarter to nine. Quarter to nine, yeah. <coughs> so it was um, uh, apparently Surveyor Hut has the best sunsets on the track, uh, but again the cloud and, and the weather was moving in, so you really couldn't uh, take much advantage of that. Today we've got 11 kilometres, um, so we... Uh, we go from four kilometres yesterday to 11 kilometres, uh, and we're going to Munro Hut, I think it is, um, and that's the hut where we base our walk right out to the end of the uh, the Long Cape. So we leave our main packs there, walk out, walk back, collect our main packs, and then move on to the next hut, which distance-wise isn't that far away. Um, but certainly tomorrow is the long day with uh, uh, 19 kilometres. Yeah, so uh, pretty spectacular. We had a little bit of a briefing from Annie, the host ranger, uh, last night. Uh, so giving us all the guidance on what we needed to see. And um, it is 11 kilometres and they've estimated about four hours to do it. But that's a comfortable four hours and that's taking an advantage uh, taking into advantage the sites and uh, reading a book along the way so you get a trail guide which is really full of interesting and helpful information. I think from our perspective I think you know I was, I was planning on trying to get away from <coughs> here by uh, around about a, a night sorry not 9.30 uh, 8.30 uh, but I think realistically we'll just do this in the um, video and some social media and we'll then head off so I think we'll be well and truly gone by sort of uh, 8 o'clock uh, if not earlier. Uh, always good to get out on the trail early, less people around uh, and I think most of the others are just starting to get up now so I think m many other people are starting to talk about leaving at 8 uh, onwards um, but I think there'll be a number of people that won't leave until 9.30 uh, I must admit I'd rather get to the next hut, get settled in, and then we can just relax and cruise around for the, the rest of the day. Okay, hope everyone's having a great Christmas, whether you're on trail or not, and that Santa's been good to you in the hiking department. Talk to you later on. It's 8.30. We've been going on the trail for just on uh, an hour. Mind you, we were stopped and talked to some uh, <laughs> a couple for around about 20 minutes or so. <laughs> Um, and we've just stopped at one of the artworks along the way just to have a quick snack. So um, along the trail there are a series of uh, seats and uh, the seats are connected to stories in the guidebook. So the one we're at is Fire is Food and when you go to the guidebook for this particular seat um, you find all sorts of information and um, stories um, about fire in the area and how it's used and uh, the importance of it in terms of regeneration. Um, there, there was uh, a seat just past uh, that had four very, or I think four, probably a few more, um, interesting uh, cubes um, which uh, were made to look like large uh, wombat uh, pellets and uh, again in the book there's a story about um, who was here and uh, recognising the different uh, kind of scats that you see along the way. So really interesting stuff and quite different. Apparently there's about 10 of those artworks in this section so um, it looks like, and I don't know, that they're probably on average about one every kilometre so we'll, we'll see what happens for the rest of today. Uh, the 
cloud that was threatening to look like rain has cleared away. Uh, we've got some nice white fluffy clouds. Uh, the sun is out and it's starting to warm up without being hot. The temperature is actually quite pleasant. Uh, so it's, it's quite nice walking. Um, I made the comment yesterday that this is like walking through coastal New South Wales. <laughs> don't, it, don't offend anyone in Tasmania with it, that, Tim. <laughs> it sort of is, but it's different. So it's similar, but it's different. So it's, uh, uh, you know, today was different than yesterday, uh, and it's really quite an enjoyable sort of walk. So really loving what we're seeing so far today. Talk to you later. We're here at a art installation called Cloud Forest, which is designed to look like little mushrooms along the trail. Uh, and now, having said that, we're taking a rest because we've just gone through and done Arthur's Peak and Crescent Mountain. Arthur's Peak is the lower of these peaks, but you can tell it's been designed to be walked in one way because there's a series of switchbacks and steps going all the way up, and it's a fairly steep sort of ascent. And then the descent is basically just steps all the way down. So my knees weren't particularly happy with that. Well, that that was, um, I guess we were, we were hoping that we were at the top and there wasn't any um, more. But when we look at the map, we kind of see another peak. <laughs> which, was, which, which was Crescent Mountain. Now, Crescent Mountain, even though it was taller, wasn't as bad. Uh, it was still hard, but it wasn't as bad as Arthur's Peak. And... Um, we went through and halfway up there's a site on Crescent Mountain called Jurassic Crack which is basically a lookout point and you can look back towards Arthur's Peak and you realise how tall Arthur's Peak actually was and how steep it was and you think okay yeah I can understand why that was a long way up and a long way down. Great views from up at Arthur's Peak in particular but also Crescent Mountain but Arthur's Peak I think it was probably the best choice of that uh, and yeah, this day really is all about the views. Yeah, it, it's it's the day of views, um, and you know, quite quite stunning views. And you know, we had a perfect day, um, or have a perfect day, and uh, you know, we're we're hoping that that will last. But um, I guess anything can happen from here. It's twelve forty. We're at Munro's hut, the second hut on the Three Capes walking track. Uh, we'd been here since around about quarter to twelve. Um, so it took us around about four hours in total to walk uh, this trip. Um, you could do it a bit longer. You could do it a bit bit uh, uh, slower, uh, or you could potentially do it a bit faster, depending on what you're up to. But there's there's certainly lots to see, and the views were excellent on this trip. Yeah, I think today was for me um, all about the views, and um, you know, just every every time you you looked up or came to um, you know a place to sit, you could just see the most amazing views. So very very spectacular. This hut is same structure or same sort of infrastructure as the. Uh, the previous hut with surveyors but it's laid out slightly differently and in some respect I think it's um, because we are on the top of a cliff looking down onto ocean um, uh, almost very directly uh, we can see water virtually straight down the, the cliff and the hills from where we're sitting now it's laid out slightly differently and I think in some respect it has a better feel than surveyors and not to take away from surveyors but I think because this one's so close to the ocean and you're getting so much blue water uh, through the, uh, the trees, um, it's quite an amazing uh, area to sit and, uh, and, and just relax. Yeah, I think it's quite, um, 
quite a different landscape as well and that sort of makes the difference so um, yeah but the, the, even the here the views are very stunning Okay, so we're just going to have a lazy afternoon, uh, or lazy Christmas afternoon for that matter, uh, just relaxing. Um, I think it'll be a slightly earlier night last night than last night. Um, one thing with this uh, this area is the toilets are a long walk from the sleeping cabins, so it's uh, uh, it's almost hold it or expect to have a a 500 metre walk to the toilets. <laughs> Oh, that's just terrible for you, Tim. <laughs> okay, bye. Good evening. It's 6.59 on Christmas Day. We've had our dinner. Uh, we've gotten ourselves organised for tomorrow's hike out to the end of the uh, peninsula, uh, or the Cape in this case. And we are just finishing up for the end of the day, probably for an early bed. Maybe not this early, but certainly not as late as we had last night. Now, a couple of things tomorrow. This site is supposedly where the best sun rises are. Uh, so the plan is to go up to the helipad near the toilets, which is apparently the best place to see the sun rises. Uh, and this is all assuming it's not raining and the, uh, the conditions are all good and not cloudy, but we'll see how we go. From there, we're going to have an early start. Um, I think um, uh, the plan is to actually probably head off by 6, 6.30 at the latest, if not earlier. Uh, we've supposedly got a six to seven hour day tomorrow, uh, and that includes an hour from here to the last hut. We'll drop off uh, Jill's pack, and we're just taking my pack, which is a, a 33 litre pack with whatever goods we need for tomorrow, um, just to minimise carrying the heavy gear. There is a gear storage shed not far from where we are at the moment. So we've virtually walked down the track about um, 90 metres and there's a gear storage shed to put the packs off. Because we couldn't quite work out what was happening today. Everyone seemed to be coming back from this hike with their full packs. Uh, we thought there must be somewhere to put the, uh, the packs when people are heading out. Yeah, and then uh, when we got the briefing at the end of the day um, from the host ranger, we... Um, realized that there was a little um, storage uh, room uh, that we could use. So that's going to make it a lot easier tomorrow. Um, it is essentially um, a 16K return and uh, then 3Ks from the current camp onto the next camp. And, um, you know, a bit of a long day. It'll take us six to seven hours um, and uh, that's, that'll be our longest day so far. So in total, 19 kilometres is what we're supposed to be walking tomorrow. What day we walk 14 kilometres. Uh, had a good dinner tonight. Um, we Last night we sort of got in, and by the time we got in and got ourselves organised, we had part of our dinner. We didn't feel like having dessert. Tonight we sort of had a bit more food, spread it out through the day, so it was a bit better. I must admit I'm probably not drinking enough water. I'm not having got a headache at all from lack of water, but certainly... I think um, water-wise, I'm probably only drinking about a litre, a litre and a half, which is really not enough. So I need to boost that up over the next few days. All right, that's us for the night. We hope everyone's had a great Christmas. Good morning. It's 26th of December. Uh, it's the third walking day on our three capes walking track trip 
and today we're coming out to one of the capes and this is a, a bit of an odd one so we stayed at Munro Hut last night we've got a 7k walk out to the headland and then we have 7k walk back to the hut and then another hour walk on to the next hut for tonight all up this trip is supposed to take us around about six to seven hours uh, so we'll see how we go we talked to a couple yesterday who were at the hut when we got there. They took four hours to get out and back, but I think they were moving pretty quickly. We left the hut this morning at seven past six. Uh, we had got up, gotten up early to take a photo of the sunrise. Um, <laughs> it didn't work out. didn't work out, no. I uh, I'd got up to go to the toilet at ten past four. It wasn't a cloud in the sky. Uh, shortly after it started raining uh, and the sunrise was pretty much obscured by cloud and rain. We're getting really light rain at the moment, nothing to be disastrous but we have got the wet weather gear on um, and the forecast is for strong winds all day so we're actually sitting at a seat off just off the side of the trail and we're probably about to go out into the open fairly soon so we thought this is a good opportunity to record a podcast. There's at least one other couple that's going to be starting fairly early, uh, but most people seem to be late risers. Uh, so uh, I think we're going to be passing a lot of people on the way back, although there are some, some fast younger hikers that will move pretty quickly, so we, they may catch up to us. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting day. The rain's not so much of an issue, but uh, we are forecast for... 40-kilometre uh, winds and, um, you know, uh, I guess we're heading to a, a headland um, and that's going to make it pretty interesting um, in terms of uh, navigating and uh, from what I understand it gets pretty gusty and also um, there's some quite narrow pieces along there as well. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens. I think the, um, the, the thing, the issue is we're walking along one side of a valley so we're on one side there's like we can see the other side fairly close by it looks like there's a, a, a creek or a river right down the bottom although it's a bit hard to see uh, and then we open up and we've got no protection at all from the wind so i think that's where we're going to get hit pretty quickly having said that though i can see the ocean from here and i can't see any white caps uh, which we were seeing earlier on so uh, i think the wind's going to be a bit variable today yeah there is a big swell out there though tim <laughs> all right it's breakfast time we decided we're going to have breakfast on the trail so we've got overnight oats just to give us a bit of energy uh, we'll talk to you later okay we're back at munro hut uh, after heading out to Cape Pillar for the morning uh, it was pretty almost impossible to try and record a podcast with the wind that was going on so we ended up waiting until we were back at the hut to uh, getting a bit of shelter so we could actually do some recording. One thing we found from our last interview uh, we progressively got out to Cape Pillar itself and lost the protection of the valley and the winds just got worse and worse. Um, mind you, having said that, the views got better and better at the same time. But we did cross one point 
where there was a sculpture and we were walking along and all of a sudden we took a step and it was like we had we were being blown sideways <laughs> yeah. and then I wondered um, what Tim was doing he's stepping sideways a, a few steps and and then I followed him and, and almost fell over <laughs> so yeah there's a, there's one point in particular along the top there where it's it's really windy and it just hits and funnily enough there's a sculpture I think it's called Wicked Winds and it's um, a, a timber bench seat for one of the better term that looks like the the uh, vegetation up there which you know this is short and wind blown a bit twisted uh, and virtually when you see that you know the wind's going to hit you we continued on to uh, the blade uh, and that took us probably about two hours and ten minutes in total uh, and the walk up to the blade was five minutes we thought, oh, that seems a bit odd. You know, it looked, seemed to be a lot further than that. And the five minutes was really up until the official stopping point of the Blade Lookout. Yeah, and uh, that's when we got hit with more wind. And um, we we got to the, the official uh, end point and I decided I'd clamber up and... Uh, head to the the step over point um, got part way up and thought oh dear <laughs> this is pretty windy uh, and it's narrow and uh, uh, you know decided that was all a bit too much um, we did meet another couple um, uh, who made it up uh, the wind had just changed you know within 30 minute time frame and uh, they were possibly the only ones that were able to uh, step up to the step over point um, uh, when you read the the notes about the uh, the trip that will make sense for you but out of all of those who were visited that day there was one group that essentially was able to do that from there we came back down to the turnoff point and there was the walk up to Cape Pillar now that was supposed to be 45 minutes return it didn't take us that long but it gave us an indication it wasn't a, a steep incline up um, and I was almost thinking, oh, is it going to be worthwhile? But we decided to do it anyway because that was formally part of, the, <laughs> part of the track. And we're glad we did because we came to a couple of turns which were really quite, quite good. One was called Seal Spa, and you don't know that until you get there. There's some uh, uh, three benches that I think are supposed to look like lounging seals. Uh, and there again, there's a, a, an engraved rock which says this is a Seal Spa. And then you're looking over to Tasman Island and out to the, the blade itself. And this is probably the best views you're going to get of that area um, looking towards them. So definitely worthwhile going into that point in particular rather than just skipping past it. A bit further along, we came to another lookout point or another uh, a side point called the chasm. Uh, and you take a, a very short detour off trail. It's just a, it's almost a loop that's only about 10 metres from the main trail. And there's this this big chasm in the rock face. Yeah, that's really amazing. And it's just sheer and, um, you know, almost precise in terms of its um, uh, structure and... and uh, how the, the 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 gap in the dolerite has been uh, created through the years. From there was one last final short visit up to uh, Cape Pillar. 
from there it was one final walk up to Cape Pillar, which was their last official walk. I don't think it was as good as Seal Spa, but again, it provided a different point of perspective looking over towards uh, Tasman Island and back towards the, uh, the blade itself. We did then, then did the turnaround and made our way back. Uh, and realistically, it probably took us about two hours, two and a half hours to get out there um, and look around. And then the return trip, I think we got back probably in around about four and a half hours in total. So again, on the return trip, it was much quicker. The return trip always is quicker. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, and we passed everybody else who was making their way out, including another private group that was also out there as well. And we got rain, more rain, more wind, um, and, you know, occasional sun. And it, it really was um, all seasons in one day, uh, with the exception of snow. So <laughs> we'd, that was a good point. <laughs> we then repacked, we, after picking up our packs back at Munro Hut, we repacked everything uh, back to where it should be. We had a short lunch and then made our way to uh, Retacuna Hut. Like, yeah, that's a hard one to pronounce without having a, the name in front of you. Um, the walk itself was supposed to take an hour. I think it probably took about 45 minutes. Yep. Um, again, it was sort of uh, backtracking to the main trail and then supposedly it was about 10 minutes once you get back to the turnoff. And that was pretty much about right. Redacuna Hut is, again, built on the same sort of model and design as the other two huts. But each of the huts tends to be set out depending on what the landscape is is dictating so it's it's all a slightly different shape nice hut uh great ranger again um and we made use of the indoor kitchen areas which had the, the pellet heaters so that was really good yeah it was a bit cold by the time we got back and uh, it just got colder and colder and colder we're here at the third and final hut on the Three Capes walking track and we're just cornering a couple of hikers to get their views and opinions on what they think of the track. So in our first interview, uh, I'll get the hikers to introduce themselves and I'll ask them some questions about what they're thinking about what they've seen so far. So, Hi, my name's John. Uh, we've really enjoyed the track for the last three days. Um, I'm 50 years old and a reasonably experienced hiker. Okay, so what do you like about this track? I think the thing we like about the track is it's one of the best walks we've done in terms of the, the scenery, particularly the second day, um, third day. Uh, transition was amazing to see changes in vegetation, but also just the coastal landscapes were phenomenal. And um, what don't you like about it? Oh, not too much. Maybe some of the weather, the Tasmanian weather, expect it to rain even in the middle of summer. I suppose a valid question is why did you decide to do a bushwalk and particularly this bushwalk at Christmas time? The main reason we decided was we were going to have friends coming over from Western Australia to do three weeks through Tasmania doing foodie things as well as hiking and they were, they're pretty inexperienced hikers so we thought this would be an ideal uh, trek for them to do. I suppose the issue we've got is a lot with COVID where people can't get out of their states or can't get into their states. So obviously that didn't happen. And But you've you've decided to continue on and do the trip and do the, the planned tours that you were going to do? Yes, we've, well, we've, we've booked it all. So we're, we've done the walk. Um, we also have a 16-year-old daughter that um, has enjoyed having the facilities and the bunk rooms and 
the kitchens and being able to charge your phone uh, on USBs. So it's worked well for our family. And I think that that's often the thing as well. And it's it's not unusual to get solo hikers or couples going, but getting families with children, uh, and particularly as the children get a bit older and want to do their own thing. So she sounds like she's enjoying it as well. Yeah, she's had a great time. So um, yeah, it's worked really well. I think the it's probably I would say it's exceeded our expectations. The scenery and the huts I would say have as well. I suppose one final question, what would you say to people that are considering uh, or looking at doing this track at some time in the future? Oh look, I think um, just do a little bit of planning about what facilities the huts have and what well, how to, what sort of food and um, the distances you're going to be travelling. You, you don't have to be eating freeze-dried meals every night here. The first day is four kilometres, so they have barbecues, you can bring in some nice food and then carry lighter from then. All right, thanks very much. Okay, for our next interview, we've got a hiking couple. Um, so we'll see what they have to say about the Three Capes track. So if you'd just like to introduce yourself, provide a bit of uh, background about yourself, and then I'll ask you some questions about the track itself. Um, I'm Alana, I'm from Queensland, I'm 35 years old, and I would say I have a reasonable level of hiking experience. All right, and why did you decide to do the Three Capes track, and why did you decide to do it at Christmas time? Uh, we decided to do it at Christmas time because we have a bit of a family three-year rotation. Uh, my in-laws are in Adelaide, my family's in Brisbane. So we do one year with each side, and then we have a third year that we can just do whatever we want to do, no questions asked. So just for the family dynamic and a little bit of fun for us to get out and see the world as well. So we've done a Christmas in New Zealand, we've done a Christmas in Europe, and we wanted to do a Christmas in Tasmania hiking. So this was the one that we chose, just a nice little quick getaway in between hike. All right, and we've still got one more day to go, but what are you, what's, what's your opinion of this track so far? The track's been really excellent. I really like the boardwalks that they have, or the boardwalks, sorry, that they have for everything. Um, it's really good because you wouldn't imagine that so many people have hiked on the track consistently every single day for the six years that it's been open because the environment still looks pretty natural to what it always would have been within reason so it's really excellent the track so far I've been finding it. Uh, and what's been your favourite part of the trip so far? Uh, definitely heading out to the Blade and to Cape Pillar today was just really awesome even though it was rainy this morning you still got to see sort of all four seasons of Tasmania with moments of sun it was pretty cloudy, it was pretty rainy, it was really windy, but it was just really great that you can see the, all those different terrains and how it changes so very quickly. And from Queensland, it is remarkably different to us to have all these changes happening. All right, and what about the dislikes? Is there anything you don't like about this track? Um, no, I would say it's pretty reasonable so far. I think the first day only being four kilometres could have maybe extended a little bit further or... Perhaps even that it would have been good for maybe beginners hi beginner hikers to have indication marks of you've got 5k to go until you're at the next hut on either side because that way people that are a little bit unconfident, not so sure about themselves can go, oh yep, I've got this far to go instead of having it be you've got one hour of hiking. You don't really know what that hour is or who they've measured that to, what the kilometre an hour is. So I think maybe just some distant indicators could have helped but I've really liked the story and the sculpture walk they've had along the way has been really interesting. The boardwalks have been good. 
So even the track where it's been gravel and dirt's been really well maintained as well. And would you recommend it to anyone else that was uh, thinking about doing it? Yeah, I would. I really would recommend it. So definitely need to have a little bit of experience, at least with hiking distances and particularly packing your gear as well and knowing your layering for your four seasons in one day. But yeah, I would definitely say it's a very doable track for people with, you know, a easy to moderate amount of hiking experience. Okay. Now we're going to swap over and talk to... I am Michael and uh, I'm also from Queensland. I'm Lana's husband. Um, yeah, a bit of hiking experience. Been doing it since I've been a teenager. Um, been doing, I've done a couple of you know, multi-day ones, but not as, not as extensive as this one. This is the first one that I've done uh, as an extensive, you know, multi-day. And so I was going to say, it's a really unique situation that you guys have got, the three-year rotation with family Christmases. Mm. We could never quite work that out to the point where you used to tell people we were going away and hide at home sometimes. But I think the way you've organised this works out really well. So what's been your view of the track so far? Well, because the track's so well maintained, it it makes it uh, so much easier to, to navigate. Uh, there's no way you can get lost. Have you enjoyed the environment and the and the views? Oh, the environment oh, changes all the time. So you, you end up with something totally different, you know, from rainforest to scrubland to coastal to... Yeah, it's, it's a bit of everything. It's it's actually quite good to wander through something different every couple of kilometres. You know, it's not always the same thing. So, and the viewpoints and everything else are really good too. I must admit, for me, this 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 is not what I consider to be, to be Tasmanian hiking because it is coastal. It's it's very different to what I'm used to in the temperate rainforests. And I must admit, I'm really enjoying it so far. Now, what about, is there anything you don't like about this track? Oh, uh, what I don't like. Um, I, I think, to like, even though today, the third day, you're going out to the Cape Pillar and all that, it's, it's really good to go without your, your pack. But when you go do that last couple of kilometres, your pack feels like it's gained an extra 20 kilos. <laughs> When you know it hasn't. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's the thing. Most people were doing that walk today with either no packs or they were carrying very small day packs just to keep them keep them safe and happy. And, and then, as you say, come and pick up the full packs and walk on to the next hut. And again, um, like your wife, would you recommend the, this walk to people wanting to looking at doing it? Oh, absolutely. Um, I also do some Duke of Ed uh, work at, at my school back home in Queensland. And, um, yeah, if the opportunity arose where, you know, they could, A, afford to come on the, onto this track as well as the plane flights, I'm sure I'd get many hands, put their hand up and go, yep, let's, let's go. Thank you very much, guys. Much appreciated. Okay, so we've got our next couple we're going to be talking to. Uh, we're getting younger in the, the we're actually going downhill in the ages as we go on this one. So our first person is... I'm Ruby and I'm 26 years old. And what's your hiking background, Ruby? Uh, not a lot of hiking. Um, I've done kind of single day hikes. This is my first overnight based hike. So yeah, not too experienced really. So why did you decide to do the three caps track and why did you decide to do it at Christmas time? 
decided to do the three capes track because it seemed like a good gateway into doing multi-day hikes i liked that you didn't have to carry all your camping equipment and things like that so thought it was an achievable one for to start off doing a multi-day one and we did it over christmas mainly because when we went to book it in may round this time was the only time that coincided with school holidays um i'm a teacher so was looking for a time slot within this break and this was the one available okay now how have you found the track so far as an overall thing yeah it's been incredible um it's very easy to walk or i found it so far um the natural sights that you see along the way are incredible all the vegetation um all the like big rock towers that look incredible um all the nature so yeah it's been amazing so far what's been your favorite part of the hike so far hmm um really tough to pinpoint just one i think the second day the walk where we just kept like the vegetation kept changing so dramatically I really enjoyed every like 30 seconds feeling like you were almost in a different part of the world. Um, I think that's been a real highlight. Okay, and is there anything you haven't liked about the track? Um, I think the constant fear of snakes has been the only challenge, but haven't come face to face with one yet, so it's just a, a looming challenge at some point. I think that's one that all hikers, particularly when they first start out, tend to worry about, and, um, and you either see them or you don't. Uh, we've yet to see one on this track, but are we we starting a bit earlier. Uh, I think they're they're coming out a bit later in the day, so uh, it's all we've got another day to go. So you never know your luck. Yeah, tomorrow's it. And would you recommend this uh, as a hike for other people looking at doing it? Yeah, I think um, it's very achievable. Uh, it's broken up well. Uh, the facilities are incredible, so I would definitely recommend it. Okay, thank you. Now we'll go on to Ruby's partner, and we have... Josh. And Josh is how old? I'm 27. Okay. What's your hiking background? Uh, I've done um, I've done a reasonable amount of hiking, but um, limited in, in terms of multi-day. I've done a, a couple of multi-day, but um, mainly I've been limited to day hikes, a couple of overnighters, but compared to some of the other hikers on this trek um less i'd say than than most now um how have you found this trek so far as a a generalization um i've thought it's amazing um it it's sort of more um cultivated i I suppose than i first expected um it, it seems to be a really good mix of um you're completely in the wilderness but but um you're not bush bashing at all and there are these great facilities um both on the track and um and waiting for you at the end of the day um so yeah that my overall impression is 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 a very good one what's been your favorite part we've still got a day to go what's been your favorite part of the hike so far i think probably the the sites today so this is day three um were just completely wild um and and probably a big part of the reason i I, we chose to do this trek um the the sort of cliffs i think someone said were at some points 360 meters up you know next to these sheer drops 
um, and just the most amazing um, geological structures that you don't really see um, elsewhere. Um, it sort of felt very prehistoric or, or um, like something out of a, a fantasy movie. Um, so that probably the, the sites today, I think the, the blade is one particular geological structure you get to climb on for a bit and um, the whole stretch of coastlines pretty awesome has there been anything you haven't liked about the trip so far i don't think so um no i mean the the weather's been um interesting we've sort of seen um four seasons in the last two days i know that's a bit of a um that's melbourne i think yeah (laughs) yeah well i I, it feels like people say it about wherever wherever they are but um uh yeah so yesterday was really nice with the with the good sun but we were told when we started the trek that we'd been um lucky or we we would be lucky to enjoy the the best weather over four days that um they had seen in six months so um so even though you know we had a bit of rain and a bit of wind today um it it's been fine and from your perspective you'd be happy to recommend this walk to anyone looking at doing it yeah, absolutely. Um, I echo what Ruby said about um, it being a good intro for multi-day um, walks. Um, so, and and you know, I think the the range of experience from all of the the hikers who are doing this with us is testament to the fact that it it's suitable for for all levels. Um, and you know, there's something in it for everyone. Okay, thanks very much, guys. Good morning. It's Monday the 27th of December and the last day of our walk on the Three Capes walking track. We left the cabin at about five past six this morning. So we've been going for about an hour and 50. Just come out of uh, uh, a rainforest area, which we'll talk about in a moment, uh, into a drier sort of climate. And we're sitting uh, probably around about 10 metres back from the cliff at a seating area uh, and one of the sculpt- many sculptures along the trail. Just looking at a lovely rock cliff face with all the pillars uh, and out to the open ocean in front of that. Today we're heading towards Cape Hoy, which is the last of our capes for this trip. And um, this trip is, it was roughly 14 kilometres and is supposed to take us six to seven hours. We decided to leave a bit earlier, A, because we were up and awake, uh, but also we didn't want to have to rush it because we are due to meet a bus at 2.30 this afternoon. uh, And if we miss that, uh, it's going to throw all our scheduling out for the rest of the day. Yeah, so it's been quite a lovely um, walk so far. I mean, it was a bit of a steep climb. We probably expected the climb to be a bit tougher than uh, it was. but now we're on this undulating downhill um, uh, trail uh, on the way to the turnoff to uh, Cape Hoy. Yeah, the um, as as Jill said, this was the steepest climb of the whole trip, 
but it was actually easier than the climb we did two days ago and I think partly because it's a bit cooler today um, the sun is out but yeah you know, we are walking through a densely forested area so we weren't getting the sun that we were picking up on the peak we did the other day and the there's more switchbacks and I think the trail is a bit kinder even though it's a bit steeper so I think it's it's worked really well yeah I think the other day there were um, many more stone steps um, this one is a combination of stone and uh, timber tread so not timber tread but timber framed um, it just seems a bit easier underfoot I think uh, once we'd actually got up to the summit there was a, uh, a lookout uh, looking out towards where we'd come from uh, and where, where we were yesterday uh, and that's the first time we'd actually had a chance to see that uh, and then we uh, headed downhill and even though the vegetation had been very much what I'd been used to from a Tasmanian perspective with the tall trees and the mosses and everything else. Uh, once we got over the peak, that's what the vegetation became and it was really nice. You had the, the, the sun filtering through the trees, there were mosses everywhere, tree ferns. I've got a video uh, which I'll include as part of the, the written write-up of this, uh, walking through this area and it's just spectacular. Uh, this trip really has something every day that's different and keeps you interested. Uh, lots more sculptures again uh, and the, uh, the, the, the sculpture we're sitting at at the moment and I just need to come around and have a look at the side of it is Pillars of the South it's titled so it's a, uh, a rock seat which is a large ro a rock slab on its side and two tall rock pillars so they've not just put artworks along the trail they've made them functional as well so most of them you can, are actually seats and chairs uh, and you can just stop and take a rest particularly at uh, some really uh, opportune moments like we are now this first section to the intersection uh, is supposed to take us around about three and a half to four hours uh, and that's where we sort of start going out onto Cape Hoy and where the day trippers start coming up from the car park uh, just to do this as a single day trip. Uh, so from there we're supposed to have roughly two hours out and back and we can see Cape Hoy where we are at the moment um, and it's uh, this is apparently we drop our packs off uh, and just walk ourselves out so looking forward to that uh, and again this this is really is an excellent trip yeah we're enjoying it um, and you know there's lots to see and as Tim said something for everybody I think it's 10.46 and we're back to the turn-off for Cape Hoy uh, and where we dropped our packs off. Yeah, so um, we've had a pretty pretty nice morning. Um, it's getting a bit busy now, but uh, we were lucky to get to the lookout and uh, there was uh, only two other people there when we got there. Um, it is a bit of a trek, um, lots and lots and lots of stairs up and down, um, but definitely worth the... Um, effort I think so I mean like that is something changes I think that uphill climb back to where we are now is um, <laughs> probably the hardest part of the whole trip it's probably a bit psychological too I think but um, we saw um, an echidna on the the track uh, that that's attracted a lot of attention so it wasn't uh, too fussed by the 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 walkers and the hikers um, and um, yeah just uh, continued to do it whatever it was it was doing and lots of people taking photos so that was a bit of a highlight as well that we didn't expect 
The area we're dropping the packs off at is just a small little alcove area with some seating just off the side of the trail. Uh, as is common in Tasmania, there's a currong that's just floating around. Uh, and even before we'd left uh, where we'd dropped our packs off, it was down having a look. And the currongs in Tasmania seem to be smart enough that they can open zips. Uh, certainly that was the case on the, uh, the overland track where they'd uh, get into the packs even though you'd think they're fully closed up. So it's definitely worthwhile putting the rain covers on because they're, they're pretty, pretty smart and cluey sort of birds. Yeah, they'll go with the, the, the packs without the rain covers first, I think, is what they do. But Okay, so we've got one hour left to go to get down to Freysonet Bay, I think it is. Fortescue. Fort, no, there we go. Fortescue Bay. <laughs> on part of Tasmania. <laughs> um, uh, and that's where we pick up the bus, which is due at 2.30. So it's 10.48 now. We've got plenty of time. So we hope that's given you a bit of an overview of, of what we were feeling and what we were thinking as we were going through and doing our hike. In addition to the interviews that we recorded towards the end. Now admittedly they were done on day three and day four hadn't been completed yet but it'll give you a good understanding of how both we and other people found this hike. It was pretty positive overall. In next week's episode, Expectations versus Reality, we're going to go through and discuss how we thought the hike would go, um, talking about how it actually went, and then what we learned from the actual trip itself. I think having done the trip now, we are able to make a series of recommendations to get the most out of this trip. Uh, and at the time of the third episode being released on the Three Capes track, the written review will also be done that will provide the visual images and all the facts and figures and all the information that will help uh, as you follow along with that episode. Okay, that's all for this week. Bye for now. And bye from me.